MMA show, baby. This is Brothers in Combat with Serge Vicente and Darnell Giovanni. No need to fight. Just listen up and get it right. Brothers in Combat, baby. We rolling! Yeah! All night long. Boom. Yeah. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to Brothers in Combat, not your average podcast, not your average MMA podcast. You are joined by the dynamic duo, Serge Vicente from the Fight Podcast and Brothers in Combat. And I'm talking to the mystic one, the other brother in combat. Right there he is, Darnell Giovanni. Brother Darnell, what it do? What up, what up, Serge? We are back in a place to be another week. More things to talk about, always things to talk about. And of course, I am very happy to be here live from the 305 down here and sunny and very hot South Florida. There we go. There we go. You know, it's messed up. I am fresh to L.A. So when you say the 305, I'm like, OK, that's the area code. I generally don't know what the area codes are here in L.A. Have no idea. I'm from <laughs> <So> Chicago. <many. laughs> 312. I'm from the 312, guys. I'm from the 773. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what the hell is out here, but I live in. I can tell you the zip code. <laughs> There's <laughs> so many of them there, man. You get into one different county and boom, you have another area code. But from like my, they're so, Miami's so huge, man. The whole entire thing is just 305, 305 or 786, because that's your cell phone number. But that's a whole different that's other it. story. That's <laughs> it, man. Well, look, lo- love them wherever to see, wherever you are in the country. As you see, we're out here coast to coast with it. This is how we get down here in Brothers in Combat. Uh, but we have so much to get to today. And on today's menu, what we're going to go ahead and talk about, we're going to talk about UFC uh, Vegas 25. Have to go back out to talk about that. We're going to talk about some some Twitter beef. Katz has been out here feeling like real Twitter thugs recently. We're going to go ahead and discuss that. Bellator's back. We'll discuss Bellator, a touch of PFL, and all the fight news for you guys. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump on in to the show. Brother, okay, you've been doing well, man. You've been how's everything going this week, though, man? I, hey, hey, real quick. Let, let's, 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 let's start off. I'm seeing the hat. I, we we saw the pics on IG, man. How was your weekend, brother? It seems like you was out there kicking it with with the squad. Just want to give a big shout out to Makikawa, Antonio, uh, Antonio Santiago, uh, Peter, all the people that I that I've met and been talking to for a little bit. Appreciate you guys. I had a really good time at the first round uh, management barber shop that they opened. And You're- if you know, if you you got to know somebody or know somebody to even walk into that place. But congrats to Juice down there. You deserve it. Working hard for a long time. And congrats to everybody for he progressing down there. I had a good time. You know, I saw, saw Yoel. I told him, I love, I love you. I, saw, I love you. I saw Jorge. Of course, it's the most chillest dude. And Paige, Austin, a bunch of people were down there. Shout out to Alex Caceres. I talked yeah. to him for like an hour. And man, I'm telling you, nobody has better wisdom and knowledge like that guy and how he lives his life. And that's why he's so relaxed. But big shout out to Cesar. We're going to talk. Him. I, I feel like he might have other reasons why he's so relaxed as well. Probably the same reasons why I'm so relaxed. But, I, I, can't, I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> but, hey, but no, but we got beef, though, bro. We got beef. Tell me. Me and you, we got beef. Because you're why? supposed to FaceTime me when we in these conversations. I'm supposed to be right there with you. Look, this is Brothers in Combat. We come <laughs> right here. <laughs> I, was, I was trembling with my phone in my hand. Anytime. I was scared. Like, can I even take a picture around here on all these people that have been watching on the TV for such a long time? I didn't want to get punched. I didn't want to get punched. 
I don't, hey, hey. I, I know I got a, I got a big chin, but I don't know. I might be wobbly legged if some of them, you know, <laughs> this, this hits me with one of them. So <laughs> better clear, no, no. you know, better safe than sorry. All jokes aside, man, much uh, love to everything that you're doing. If you guys haven't had an opportunity, check him out on Mystic Black. He has some amazing interviews this week. We've had he's had Kayla Harrison on this week. Uh, last week, Fabricio Verdum, brother. What else do you got coming up on Mystic Black? We got Megan. The finally the Megan Olivia interview is coming up. Hey. Too. I know how to that. I got a little got a little under the weather, but we're doing that one. We're gonna get we got Miguel Torres coming up as well. Beautiful. I'm gonna do another Chi-Town one with Alex yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot of interviews coming. I'm gonna get back into the interview game heavier than ever before, and the platform is gonna be wonderful. So we'll talk about that soon when I got more of that news for you. But that's what I'm talking about, dude. Happy for you, bro. It's awesome. Appreciate it. Let's get into it. So this past weekend, we had a UFC Vegas 25 headlined by the the samurai, Jerry Petroska. And he went out there against a former title challenger in Dominic Reyes. And this fight, people, I'm telling you, if you haven't had an opportunity to see it, first and foremost, the fight was a barn burner. But it finished in the most violent of fashion. Four minutes and 29 seconds into the second round, Jerry goes out there and throws a literally a delayed timing uh, spinning back elbow, catches Dominic Reyes directly in the grill, knocks him out cold. Bro, what, what, what are your thoughts on the fight? What were your thoughts when you actually saw the knockout? Before this fight happened, I'm just, I, all I can think about in my mind is this is going to be a barn burner of a fight because... A lot of different factors. Absolutely. Dominic Reyes, two-fight losing streak. He still had the John Jones thing on his mind. He had that title loss that he had, and he had a lot to prove here in this fight. Yuri, on the other hand, new, new newcomer to the UFC, but is progressing very fast in that division, especially now in the top three of the division. He moves up after that knockout. But Absolutely. he had a lot to prove, too, because it's just like, okay, you, you, you got a good knockout last time, but let's see if you can do this against somebody who hits very hard and – Oh, and pretty much as some people have, has defeated one of the best fighters of all time in John Jones. So he had that pressure as well, you know, think, thinking about that. But the Absolutely. main thing that I thought about is, is Dominic Reyes going to be able to keep up with this pace that Yuri brings? He has a pace that is just unstoppable in the sense that he is always in your face. Dominic Reyes caught him a couple times in that fight, had him hurt to the point where he had him in a guillotine. Yuri was so relaxed and calm in that situation. And that shows you so much to what kind of fighter that he is and the mentality that he now has. Yuri has not lost since 2015. And the last person to defeat him was King Mo Lawal. Shout out to King Mo, the legend. King Mo. 2015, that was the risen heavyweight uh, Grand Prix, or light heavyweight Grand Prix. I forget which one it was. But he came back, he beat King Mo. And then yes, he's he did. been on the street ever since. Came into the UFC, boom, makes that big splash, and then comes in and takes out Dominic Reyes in beautiful fashion with a spinning elbow. As Dom was moving, you can tell he was getting tired. He was exhausted. He was exhausted from that pace. And remember, Dominic Reyes has fought some really tough competitors in his past, and I've never seen him that exhausted. That shows you that Yuri, that that pace that he gives you is going to be a problem for anybody else that he fights going forward. That's true, man. And and I honestly, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. His pacing and the pace that he put on, 
even though he was getting caught with shots, and here's the thing, that dude got a he yeah, he had a ponytail on, but my man's got a beard on him because he yeah. was taking some shots. And it was an entertaining fight. And yes, Dom Reyes was getting tired, but salute to Dom because he never actually he never gave up. He was getting no. hit hard. He was he getting never hurt. Gave up. Yep. Dude, he, but he kept coming forward. He does have that heart of a champion. He kept coming forward. And um, and even it might have even been to, to his uh his detriment. But in terms of Jerry, one thing I love what he's done is that he's gone out there and actually said, and again, look at his record. He's 28 and three, 28 and three. Only and he's somebody who, <laughs> only 28 years old. And think about it for MMA. That's a shit ton of fights. He, like he said, was at Risen. He's been in other organizations. And what he wanted to do was take his time. And I really wish that more individuals did this. Take his time until he was actually ready to compete at the very top. And that's what he's done. Now he's at the top. And in my opinion, he is right in line. I'm not going to say he's next for a title shot, but he'll tell you for sure shit, he's right there. Um, let, let's let's get into before before we get into does he deserve a title shot or anything else like that. Let, let me ask you this. In watching the fight, what were your biggest takeaways from the matchup itself? Biggest takeaways was I feel that he has made that light heavyweight division more exciting again because everybody was watching fights like Thiago Santos and Rakic. That wasn't an exciting fight. And then, honestly, the Blahovitz and Adesanya, that fight wasn't that exciting either. So everybody's looking at this division and kind of were just like, oh, well, I don't, I don't really care for this division at all anymore. Now you got a guy like Yuri coming in there, and you know anytime he steps in that cage, it's going to be a fun fight, and he's proved fun. it two times. Man is it, willing to put a lot on the line to give that excitement with yeah, the absolutely. hair and everything. They probably thought it was a joke, but that was no joke. That was no joke. As you can see, he used that elbow and that hair that he did. That's that's some more. That's that Muay Thai. He was giving he was getting him. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love what you're saying. Um, but here's my concern. And I want to ask you this. And you know what? Let's go ahead and transition to the next question, actually, because it kind of goes yeah. into that. After seeing what we saw, do you believe that Jerry actually deserves a title shot? Because you heard Dana White after the fact say that he said, hey, after, you know, Glover and uh, and Jan get after it, he's next in line. Does he deserve the next shot? And should he wait it out? He just made $100,000 off this fight. For performance KO of the night and performance and of the night. Fight, yes. And fight of the night. Both yep. together. If yep. I'm him and I just come off a barn burner of a fight like that, I'm going to take my money. I'm going to relax and count it and see what I can do and kind of make a different life for myself because now he's making the big money. He wasn't making that in Risen. He's making no. the big money now. So now you get to kind of plan, pan and plan out your life to make sure you set yourself up for future success. That's what I would Absolutely. do right now. He does not need to jump into any kind of fight. He can if he wants to. The Rackage fight is there. but That's what I was going to say. That, 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 that for me, go ahead. Yeah. He doesn't need to do it. And now he's ranked higher than Rackage. So why is he going to fight backwards to do that? I personally wait, enjoy the rest of the year. And then, unfortunately, the, the hard part is that Glover and uh, Blahovitz is not until September. But is he actually ranked higher than Ratchet right, right now? I'm pretty sure they, they moved him up to two, no? Let me let's double. Let's, double is, let's make sure. Yeah, I just want to make sure we get out of here. He is. 
right now. Yeah, he's ranked number two. Rakic is three. Uh, yeah, you're okay. moved up to two. Okay. So he's at number okay. two. So he doesn't even have to fight backwards now anymore. So, but the but the good part is Glover Teixeira or Blahovitz are guys who like to stay active. I know we haven't seen Blahovitz in a while, but that's because well, not in a while. He just fought. No, you just saw. He said, he said he said he wants to take a little bit of time because he just had a child. But now he's right. going to kind of. You know, he's, he's used to that now, and now he's going to be as active as he can. So I think either one of those guys are going to be active, and they can fight in December, December or January. you got time to do that, and Yuri has Absolutely. more time to improve the game. Do you think that he should wait? Would you wait? Would I wait? No, plus, I would Plus other, plus I, I, other money be, that he's made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, if I'm him... You know what? You you wait. Ah, I, I want to say no. I want to say no. But when Dana White gives you his blessing and he says, mm-hmm. hey, he's next. You take the foot off the gas. You collect it. You see how everything holds up. We know when the title fight's coming, that means he has an opportunity to kind of chill and get mm-hmm. himself going. But I want to ask you about this because this this I've been thinking about this. When we look at the, the, the fights, whether it be Glover, whether it be thing, I think that Jerry is a terrible stylistic matchup for Glover to share. I do. Be, because of his unpredictability and uh and and what he comes in he's tough as nails but i want to ask you about the champion jan blovitz and i don't want to by any stretch of the imagination look over um uh glover because he's a monster but one thing that i find very interesting the more i think about this fight we talk about pace with jerry what is jan blovitz good at slowing the pace down and fighting at his pace he gets hit, so not not a uh, Jan. Glo, Glo, uh, Jerry gets hit a lot. If yeah. he gets his pace slowed down, he starts getting cracked. I think that is a difficult fight for Jerry. Not saying that he can't can't win, mm-hmm. but at this moment in time, I actually pick the champion over him at this moment in time. But here's the awesome thing about that, and I want a lot of people thinking because you made a great point and how amazing this weight class can now be. It's exciting because none of us last few years. We don't care about 205. We haven't cared about 205 since, let's be honest, since John Jones first won a title in 205, at 205. No one's really cared that much. But now, with what's happening with um, uh, with this, you have Ratchik, who's young. You have Jerry, who's only 28 years old. And we're having, even getting young guys. Um, Anthony Smith is only 32 years old. You know what I'm saying? We have guys, 205, as of right now, when you really look at it, because I've always said Bellator right now has a better 205 weight class. You, UFC's 205 weight class, light heavyweight is very good as well right now. There's some fun up-and-coming guys in that weight class. Jerry's just the leader of the pack. I think, and to what you said with the Lahovitz thing, I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to disagree. And I feel like Jerry's, just his pace is going to be too overwhelming. Yeah. And he's going to get tired. He's not going to be like Adesanya where he's waiting for a shot, waiting to counter. No, yeah. he's going to yeah. be Adesanya in your face more at, technical. All, yeah. at, all t- at all times. Yuri is going to be at your face at all times. And another thing, too, with Blahovitz, I know everybody likes to say Polish power, Polish power, Polish power. Before he had those two knockouts, he wasn't knocking anybody out. If we, if we remember, decision monster Blahovitz. You know why? Because he fought some guys who, were, who weren't staying in a line, a straight line right in front of you and easier to hit, like Corey Anderson was, and so was uh, Dominic Reyes. These guys weren't moving around that much. They were staying right in his face. Yuri is going to stay in your face, but he's going to give you different different moves, you know? Different, uh, uh, what's the word? I'm different angles. For? He's cutting different angles. angles. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's just very different to me. So me, personally, in that fight, I think Yuri can gas him out, tire him out, 
and possibly finish him. And as you can see, he's got power everywhere. <laughs> he does. He's got he does. power everywhere in those hands from the kicks to the elbows to the punches. Everywhere. He's very strong. Very strong. Um, I, I guess my only concern with Jerry, and again, we can look at this, and I guess, like I said, he's ranked right now. Like I said, he, he's right at oh, number number three or two. Year is, is two. two? He's number two. Two. Do you feel like that's the right place to rank Jerry at this point in time? 100%. You beat a 100%. guy who just fought for a title, you deserve that rank as well. Rakic has not done that yet. Until he can that's do true. that, and you, okay, I'll put him over there, and we, if we're going performance-based, he's not two guys. Who rarely get who rarely get knocked out in that in that division. So I'm gonna give that to Yuri. Racket, when's the last time he had a finish? I think Jimmy Manuel. It's been Jimmy a while. Manuel. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a while. It's been a minute. But that this, would that's still a fight. Yeah, that's still a fight that I would like to see. Cause I really yeah. like both of those guys. And I think stylistically it would be an amazing fight. Okay, let, let's talk about the back half of the uh the loser essentially in this main event. Yeah. Dom Reyes. Dom Reyes started off his career 12-0. Stormed into a championship fight with John Jones. Most of us believe he won that fight. But then he turns around. He takes the L to John Jones. He gets knocked out by Blahovitz just violently. And he gets knocked out violently again. Dude, what's next for Dom? My thing is, and if I was in Dom Reyes' position, I think Dom Reyes is a very good fighter. If, he, if that was anybody else, he probably would have got him out of there. Because what he was throwing was vicious. He was throwing a vicious. lot of vicious strikes from the from the... Body shots to the, 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 his clean, left hand, of right course, hand. That would have took out a lot of other people. I don't think Dominic Reyes looked bad, honestly, coming off that fight. Mm-hmm. I just personally, if I was Dominic Reyes, would have taken more time until I can completely get over a lot of things that has happened since that loss to John Jones. Number one, get past the John Jones loss because I don't think he's over that. He kept talking about it in the Gotta press conference. And I'm like, oh my God, this thing is still in your. I beat him. I know I beat him. I know I beat him. He's still not over that. He's got to get over that. Has to. And then I know he changed camps uh, after that last fight as well. That's another thing too. Find your balance there to see exactly where you want to be and training partner wise too. That's very important. Maybe not for everybody because there's some guys who can spar with with nobodies and still be really good. But when it comes to divisions like that, your heavier weight, you have to have the right sparring partners. That's another thing that has to change as well. And number three, I know he had uh, an issue with his uh, dad, I believe, who had COVID. That was another thing, too, that was very mentally draining as well. I know these guys have to make money. I know they have to do their thing. But until you're good here, I don't think you would be good in there. And I feel like that's, that can affect him as well. But I love the response he had on his, uh, I think he tweeted or Instagram, that it just like, he hey, did. I go in there, I put my heart on the line. I did everything I could to try to win that fight. Unfortunately, I didn't come out of it the right way. So if he has that mindset coming out of this fight, I think I think Dom is going to be okay. I don't think the, his worst looking fight was the Blahovitz fight. Before that, he didn't really have any bad performances. To be completely honest, he did. Yeah, but I that's that's what I think next for Dominic Reyes is to take a little bit of a break, recollect yourself, recover because he got completely knocked up, no, and then maybe come back at least, at least six months. Take, at least come take a year, take the year off, and I would come back next year and and come back with a different kind of vengeance. What do you Absolutely. think? What do you think Dom, Dominic Reyes needs to do to get past that John Jones loss? Because clearly he's not over. He, not, what do you, shit, go to therapy. 
I mean, to be honest with you, he's at the point. I think he's he's one of those people. Shout out to our our boys over at Mindlock MMA or Mindlock, should I say, um, that that are are fantastic mental coaches in the game. Um, I, I think he's at a point in time that he might like not even joking around like therapy for this shit. Yeah, because it's one of those things that he is dwelling on the past, uh, something that he can't. It's over. It's over. It's almost been two years, you know, and 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 at the point at this point in time. It's hindering his development. He's, you can tell he's overthinking things. He went out there. He completely changed his body type. He looked like Michael Phelps out there, not Dom Reyes. Dom Reyes used to go out there and look like a, a jacked football player. He looked like a swimmer. So you can tell mentally he's all over the place. He's searching for answers. He needs a mental coach. That's what he needs. He needs somebody that can, maybe. a sports psychologist, exactly, that can get him back on track to, let him understand and, you know, find find whatever whatever that killer was that got him there. Because that's the thing. I, I really believe that he, he was invincible before John Jones. 12-0, knocking everybody out. Invincible. And he believed it. The Jan Blachowicz fight gave him doubts. This one might give him a couple more. Look, let me read real quick. Like you said, he did what he said was awesome. But I have to read it for you guys. Finally home, surrounded by those who I love. And I like to say I went out there and focused with all of my heart. I put it all out there and I'm glad it was entertaining for most of you. I'm happy and upset, as you can imagine, as I didn't get the desired outcome. But I went out and fought and I fought. And for that, I can say I'm proud, which he did. I'll say that. Um, I love this game. And at times it doesn't love me back. But that's what we have. This is what we all signed up for. I want to say I'm doing good healing up and I'll be OK. And congrats to Jerry for a hell of a fight. Uh, and what an elbow. It's one that you don't see coming that get you. God bless, blah, 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 blah. Hearing that, do you have any thoughts on his mental state after the fight? It sounds good. It sounds good, but we'll really see what happens when he comes back in the cage. You can say How do you feel you about the, uh, the, the, the game doesn't love me back? Because to me, that, that's, that's damn near a red flag. The because game doesn't love me back? That's, that sounds like a, a fighter who's depressed in a sense of like, damn man, I put so much hard work in this, and then that's what happens to me. I don't know. I don't know what kind of, that's, that's, yeah, that is, that is kind of a, a red flag to me too, to, to hear that. But I'm not surprised to hear that because he just took a devastating loss, man. That's his third one in a row. Yeah, it's bad. I, and, I hope he gets, I hope he comes hard. back. Um, Who do you think he should fight next? Uh, he's got a lot of different people who he can fight next. If he wants a name, Anthony Johnson. Uh, if he wants to stay in the rankings, Anthony Johnson. Are you talking about Anthony, I mean, uh, Anthony Smith? Uh, Smith, my Anthony Man, Smith. That, that, he, he definitely don't want Rumble. I'll tell you that right no, now. No, no. <laughs> if he wants a name, Anthony Smith. If he wants to stay in that high ranking, you can fight Rakic if you want. You know, if you want to come back that fast, there's he's not gonna. They're not gonna give him anybody super low. But I say fight a name. He could still main event a card, or if he doesn't want to do the main event thing, kind of be lower on a card to kind of get yourself back into there and not have the pressures of of uh, main eventing a card or even core main eventing a card. Shit. Tiago Santos. Tiago Santos is there too, but like Ankaliyev. What kind of what kind of fight he wants to have? Ankaliyev has got some people he's got to fight before he gets up there. I think he's really good, but An- I mean, you think about this though. Ankaliyev is at seven. We're talking about him fighting Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith is at six. So, I mean, don't get it twisted. I'm looking. I said that for name, name value. Anthony Smith, right, right. Mm -hmm. But in looking at him coming, dropping three in a row like he did, he does. I, I think, and now you know how the UFC works. They're not going to give this to him. 
But he needs an Ozdemir right now. That's who he mm-hmm. needs to fight. Who's the ranked Vulcan. number eight right now? He needs Vulcan fought, Ozdemir. I think they, I think they fought already. I think they did. I think he beat. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that was a fight that you know what? He Actually, lost. <laughs> that was the one that was a suspect win. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what though? That might be a great rematch. Run that one back. You it it back? can get him in a good headspace and loser leaves town. Where's Vulcan now? What is he ranked? 10? 11? Eight. 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 Oh, he's still eight. He's still That's what I'm saying. It's a good it's a good matchup. It's Vulcan. Is Vulcan losing too? Because I don't remember. I feel like Vulcan hasn't won in a long time. I'll tell you right now. Here, I'm pulling, I'm pulling him up. See this guys, this you don't get this in other places. Brothers in combat, we, 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 look, we look up stats on the spot for y'all. We don't just say you know, so I mean, we do know stuff on top of our head, but we're gonna give you the company. We do know most of the shit. <laughs> so he look, he's only on a one fight losing streak. Last year is when he lost he lost to uh to Jerry. No shame in that, obviously. But before yeah. that, he beat Ratchik and he beat Latifi. That's mm-hmm. the fight. That's a good fight to make. That would be good. Rematch That's that, yeah, a good a fight decision. to make. That was a split decision. I think they do that. I think they do that. That that'd be a good rematch, and you can see where they both are. I mean, that could be a almost a loser leaves town at that point. That's what I said. Loser leaves town. Yeah. Loser leaves town. You I know, like that. That, I, like that. I think that that would be the one. That's the one. That's the one to make. Sean Shelby, get at us. We doing <laughs> we're, this. We're here for you, brother. I'll DM you. I tell you, <laughs> hey, hey, you need a little matchmaking. I give you a whole thing, a whole little thing, like a little light heavyweight tournament or something like that. Dog, let me ask you this, and I know the UFC ain't about that life. Would you? How dope would it be if the UFC did tournaments like that? It would be so cool, but they will never do it because you know never how they do the rules. They ain't girls, playing. I'm not doing that. No, this is not how we run our business. We do it this way. Blah blah blah. I get it. And and then when they try to do their fake tournaments, like to where they put like four lightweights on top of a card, they still don't even fight. And look, we're getting Michael Chandler and Charles Oliveira. I'm a super excited, but. There was no tournament going on there. It kind of got jumbled everywhere. But I would like it. I think it would be super cool. But at some point, we got to let Bellator do what they do. And just, I love getting three different kinds of things. We got PFL with the season. We got I Bellator love with the tournament. And UFC with whatever kind of matchmaking that they do. So, yeah, and I do. I lo- Shout out to the PFL. Shout out They're to the PFL. They're doing a great job right now with this, torn- I mean, this uh, season style to where somebody can awesome. lose their first fight. But they can come back. Like Anthony, uh, Anthony, he, Pettis, Anthony Pettis ain't done. He's not done. He's coming. He'll be back in a month. In one month, and it keeps these guys active and in shape. I love it. I, I love it. I think it's great. I think if I was a current a current fighter that didn't have huge name recognition, like I was an up and coming dude, I'd be looking at the PFL. I yeah. get ESPN. I, yep. I got so I get the eyes of ESPN. And if I win the tournament, I get a milli. And think about it. I'm making more than that throughout the year. So you're going to end up coming out of the year if you win it making 1.5, maybe even 2 million, depending on who you are. And you, you know what I mean? There's a lot of incentives. It's not a bad idea. Dude, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> if I'm an up and coming dude, dude, I'm going, not even up and coming, like even with those grizzled vets like Anthony Pettis that might be a step behind. Dog, Verdum. <laughs> my nigga, my my nigga again, up and coming. One of my one of my favorite dudes that has been on the show many times. And actually, you know what? I just realized he was just you just interviewed him also. Mo Law, uh, Mo um, Mo Usman. Mo um, Usman yeah. another great one. Guy. Another nice great guy. guy, up and coming dude. This is a perfect place to get name recognition, build your name, and go. Granted, we weren't supposed to be talking about the PFL, but we fight fans. We excited. We talk about <laughs> everything. We talk about everything. Every organization out there, and we. 
it's it's to bring like that excitement back to the sport, not just a UFC. I've seen a lot of things to where people are just thinking that UFC is the only form of mixed martial arts that you can watch. There's so many organizations that are doing wonderful Sorry. things, and we're gonna talk about it. Yo, you, I, I it, tell me, and again, I. I know people get bent out of shape when people talk about casuals, right? And I, and mm-hmm. I saw this one lady, and I don't know if you saw it going around uh, TikTok, and they're calling her MMA's Karen. <laughs> Have you seen this? No, MMA's Karen. No, what she complains about stuff. Or, so or she something? goes, she goes on thing, and she is like, she's a, she's like, I'm an MMA fan, and and she was like, if you don't want to hear an MMA rant about the MMA community, go go forward, right? And she got she got like a gang of videos like just shitting on MMA. She said she's an MMA fan. She was like. She was like, so what if uh, you don't like, you know, she was like, so what if there's somebody who just started watching a year ago? Why are you calling them casual? Why, why can't people watch casually? And she's going off on his things. But here's the thing. This is why I talk shit about casuals. The sport is not called UFC. The sport is MMA. And the sport is mixed martial arts. And there's so many amazing organizations. So if someone is there, think about this. Anybody else. If you went to the NBA and you was talking about some Canadian basketball league, you're you talking about the big three, and you was like, yeah, it'd be the big, 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 big three, right? You'd look like a jackass. Same <laughs> thing. Get over it. Now, she did, she, she did say same. a thing about men being super toxic in MMA. That I agree with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I agree with. <laughs> I got no comment. Hey, hey, she was right, bro. Yo, dog. Hey, look, I you hear I'll say hella toxic masculinity in uh in MMA right now, but hey, it is what it is. Listen, shout out to the ladies that love that love MMA, not just UFC. Shout out to the ladies that love MMA. Real fans. You know, specifically the ladies that love MMA. Nine five four nine one. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Drop it on him. Drop it on him. <laughs> All right. Look, let's keep going with this card. Let's keep going with this card because we got so much to talk about still. Um, dude, Giga Chikatsi. Yeah, former glory win. kickboxing monster yep. has been 8 known in UFC he is back and he landed the giga kick against killer cub Swanson bro he's on an 8 fight win streak fighting out of Kings MMA out here in LA how far can giga go at 45 he can go very far especially in this fun division where it's of a lot of strikers you know everybody your Shane Burgos is your who's very with his hands well, of course, you got your Calvin here. You got your Matt Holloway. These guys. Uh oh, uh oh. You're, 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 uh, you're starting to, to go in and out on us, my brother. Did he freeze? Did my brother freeze? He appears to have frozen for a second. Um, we will get him back on the line very, very soon. So give us a second. We'll get that going. Uh, but this is what I'll say is this. While we get him going, in terms of uh, a Giga, he is somebody that again, amazing kickboxer. And one thing about this weight class, which I really love, is is that it's really, really dope. It's so exciting, and just like Darnell was just saying, we're talking about the the, the striking matchups. One thing that I love, what she did, is this: after the fight, 
he went out there and called out Max Holloway. Now, is he going to get Max Holloway? Probably not, to be very honest with you. But that makes sense. You're calling up. And guess who he might get? He might get somebody like a Kelvin Cater. And being somebody that is this high level in striking, if he goes out there and he starts fighting these guys that are the high level, I mean, he's going to really give them a lot of trouble. He's that good. His kicks, the speed in which he kicks, his technique, And one thing that you're starting to see from him is that you're seeing from a lot of the other great strikers who have transitioned to MMA is his takedown defense. He's fully turning into a well-rounded MMA fighter. We saw him get his loss at the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series. Ever since then, he came back and just started doing absolute work, man. He started doing work and... Being an eight-fight winning streak, and I'm telling you guys, very being very honest with you, I don't care who you are. I don't care what weight class you are. If you have an eight-fight winning streak in the UFC, you are doing something right. And not only is he doing something right, he's doing something very, very right. Cub Swanson, guys, and that's one thing. We look at this, we see the fight, you see Cub Swanson. And a lot of us, it's really easy to sit there and think and say, you know what, yo, Cub is... Cub is kind of washed. That's why he lost. No, not at all, man. And, and I'll be honest with you. Yes, he was not. He was finished in here. Let me bring it up. I got it written down. And one minute and three seconds of the very first round. But that kick that he got caught with would have done that to anybody. And also, if we go over here and look at it, if we look at his last couple of fights. Here, I'm pulling it up for you guys right now. Cub Swanson not only. Is he out here beating? So, you know, he if you're one of those guys, he's one of those litmus test guys. I'm starting to look at him in the same way that we're looking at like a Derek Brunson, right? And I've said this a lot about Derek Brunson, even though Derek Brunson seems like he might be transitioning into somebody that can be a legitimate, a legitimate um, title contender at 85. But one of the things that I say about him is that he's a litmus test type of guy, which means that at the end of the day, if you're an up and comer, and you, you, a lot of up-and-comers can't get past them. Here, I'm sorry. I'm just pulling all this up for you guys. So, Killer Cub Swanson. Killer Cub Swanson, who's currently still he's ranked number 15. So, he's still out there doing his thing. But look at this. He beat Pineda. Pineda was, is, is an up-and-coming prospect. He was a monster. He knocked him out cold in the second round. Also, before that, he beat Crone Gracie. He's not fighting bums people and he's not looking slowed down either so what giga did was beat a guy who is i'll be very honest with you who is very good who is very well-rounded and he was able to get him out of there quickly with his patented giga kick so i love what i'm seeing from him i think the dude is an absolute beast and then if we look at you know the rest of let's say um Let's see. Let's let's look at the rest of 145 because 145. Obviously, I'm pulling up the rankings for you guys right now. We have we have the champion Max Holloway, Ortega, Yair, Korean Zombie, Kelvin Cater, Josh Emmett, Arnold Allen, Dan Ige, Shane Burgos, and then at number ten, finally breaking the top ten, we got Giga. I'm telling you guys right now, I would love a fight against Giga versus a Josh Emmett. I would love a Giga fight against a Yair Rodriguez. I would love a Giga fight against who's ranked number 13 right now, but because of name recognition and the skill set, Edson Barbosa. Giga says he's the best striker at 145 pounds, and that's why he said he calls out Max Holloway. If that's the case, and if that's what he really truly believes, 
Let's see him fight somebody like Edson Barbosa. He'll still move up in the rankings. He'll still do his thing. I love that potential matchup for him. So we'll see what ends up happening. But obviously, there's so many moving parts when we're coming up to it, especially in, um, in that weight class. And think about this. Guys, he's ranked number 10. Did you hear that shit that I went through? In fact, I'm going to bring this brother on right now because you know what? He he's he has some good opinions about this too. He knows what we're talking about. Let's go ahead and bring the legend, the man, the myth back on the joke. Bro, welcome back. Oh, is he back yet? I apologize. It's live, but we're back. It's all good. It is all to the good, my brother. I, I said, you know how we get down, the show must go on, and we keep rocking. We keep it rocking. We're good. We're you good. There? But I was listening. I was listening okay. um, on my phone trying to figure this stuff out. But we back. We back. Okay, so let me ask you this. And I was just talking about that. I was talking about potential matchups for Giga and how this weight class stacks up. And 45 has really becoming just a badass weight class. I mean, literally everything from 170 down is like a shark tank. Potential matchups, he called out Max Holloway. He also said maybe even Kelvin Cater. I think Edson Barbosa is the perfect type of matchup coming up. What would you believe? Uh, 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 we back? We back over here, hey, We're right? back. We got you. Back. Here, here we, we go. go. Here, right? here we go. Oh, hold on. Give me one second. I'm so sorry. Guys. I already got you out um, the other way. It's all good. I got perfect. you. Perfect. Um, yep. I think a good matchup for him would be Josh Emmett. I feel like it would be very exciting because Josh Emmett is a guy who is um, he's got hands, he has power, he gives you different angles when he's striking, he's not standing right in front of you. I think that would be a great matchup for Josh Emmett, especially he's been on fun. a layoff. He's been on a layoff for a little bit of a while. And if Chiga tries to th- if a Giga tries to throw that kick, Josh might grab that leg and put him on his ass. So that would be very, very interesting to see. Ooh. I love that matchup. Giga's got a big name, uh, even bigger name now. And that can, that can help Josh big time, you know, beat somebody like that who just beat Cub Swanson, who is a legend in the sport. I like yeah. that match. Yes. That or, I, yeah, I like, I like that. I like that. I'm going to go with Josh Emmett. No, I like it. I like Josh Emmett, especially, like I said, I, and I pulled it up in terms of the rankings. It makes sense for him. He's ranked number 10. Josh Emmett is six. Now, yeah. I don't know if Josh Emmett would take that fight because you know how it is. When you're already ranked down at number six, you're looking up, right? But if we really look at it, dude, all these guys in front of him are, are kind of tied up aside from maybe a, maybe a Calvin Cater. So I don't know if he will end up getting that, but there's still so many great matchups. I think I would love to see it. And I'll be honest with you. If that fight does come to fruition, mm-hmm. I'm going with Giga if it's between the two of them. Just because I'm telling you, he is tough. He, Josh Emmett, falls in love with the striking if he gets in there and wants to wrestle that's different but if he falls in love with the striking we're talking about a glory kickboxer we're talking about a guy that made his bread and butter has over 50 pro fights kickboxing he's seeing all the angles he's seeing all the steps standing up in the middle of the cage it might be so if he's able to wrestle and and essentially do what kamar usman did to jorge masvidal right Mm -hmm. go out there Threat, threat, have a threat of the takedown and then come over the top. If he's able to do that, a la Kamar Usman, a la old school prime Frankie Edgar, he he can win that fight. But if he goes out there to try to stand and bang, he gets chopped up like cheese. 
I think Josh Emmons just has more ways to win. You know, if he go, gets into any kind of position to where he can't do something, he, he has a disadvantage, especially if it's striking. He can go yeah. to his wrestling. He can he go can. to his grappling. So I don't know how Giga would, would fare there. We haven't seen him deal with somebody like that in his back, but I think that would be a best test to see where he can go and how he can progress his career. Yeah, well, he was a call. So Emmett has, he's on a two-fight winning streak right now. Mm-hmm. He beat, obviously, Bektik, knocked him out in the first round, which was a hell of a fight, Huge. hell of a round. Huge, Huge KO. And then before that, he KO'd Michael Johnson. Huge Stiff. KO. Stiff. Now, he does have coming up on January 20th, he's fighting against uh, Josh, he's uh, Shane Burgos. That's actually a pretty entertaining fight. I'm no, actually no. looking forward to it. They, they no. had that one already. That was, that, they, that was that fight, almost a fight of the year. No, 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 no. This, this is, this is next fight coming up. It's June. Mm-mm. That was hold June up, hold last up, year. Hold up. 2020. Right. Yeah. Why, yeah, why don't that. they have, why don't they have his fight there? That's weird. Why they did that. Okay. Never mind. That's my like bad. That UFC of sent me off. That's that what Josh Emmett fight. tore his, tore his, uh, his ACL. You're right. You're ACL right. And, You're just, right. and was fighting somehow three rounds and just, my God, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to see that fight run back. Maybe I'm just a fan. I'd, I would love to see that fight again. What a fight. Oh wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. All right. Um, let's, let's talk about this real quick. Any other notables that you want to discuss um, from USC Vegas 25? Yeah. I want to discuss, first of all, the Kutalaba and Jacob E. Weigh-in. That needs to stop. They got to start finding these guys. Listen, there is... Remember when Bert... And real quick, could you, could you explain what happened for the people who don't know? Kutalaba and, and Jacob B had a, their way, of course, the, the ceremonial weigh-ins. And Kutalaba is known for screaming in people's faces and a lot of other different antics. He's never physically touched anybody, but all of a sudden now he wanted to take that route. And he grabbed Justin Jacob B by the, the neck, kind of in a, in a... Cuffed him. A, a cuffed him by the neck. And that could have not made, made that fight not happen. We saw what happened to uh, Drake R with the push, you know, and then he was out. Two weeks earlier. That fight. Two weeks earlier. This just happened. And for this to happen, especially Dana White, knowing that Kutalaba is a guy who can get very, very close. Didn't think he would hit him. He thought maybe he was just going to scream, but he just put that arm up there and grabbed him. I hate that. It's the second time this has happened in the past two weeks. Of course, we've seen stuff happen in the past, but these guys need to get fined. You fight in a ring, in a cage for a, a reason, and that's where you make your money. You're not making money in a ceremonial way. You're making money when you get in there. Find these guys so we can see less of these things. I understand you want to have a really good weigh-in, but nobody needs to be touched for a good weigh-in. Nobody needs to be touched. It does nothing. It does absolutely nothing but put – it jeopardizes the money that you can make. You know? Yeah. You want to make money together? Let's just do this, and we'll find out who's better in the cage uh, the next day, tomorrow. I, I couldn't agree more. It's stupid. It's stupid. It really is. These these dudes are acting like they're not about to fight in a couple days, like the next day. 24 hours later, you've literally waited 8 to 12 weeks for most of you to, you know a fight is coming up. You have it. You've waited this long. You're going to literally do what Jeremy Stevens did and shit the bed and piss that payday down your leg because you felt like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, and... and and then and, and get a viral moment or something. I'll be very honest with a lot of you dudes who are in the undercard. Dog, no one's... Uh, unless you're at this big pay-per-view, no one's paying attention to you. No one's going out here and watching the ceremonial weigh-ins for a UFC fight night. They're not. So why are you going to go out there and and do this for a moment? Like, you're not intimidating your, your, your opponent. You're not getting in his head. He already wants to kick your ass. 
it makes zero sense. It makes no sense. And I couldn't agree more. Find these dudes and women that are doing this. If you go out there, you want to put your hands on them. Because here's the thing. It started off, the the rule originally started in, um, it was because of boxing. And it was right after the the Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis brawl, right? So historically what happens is that they had to put a promoter right there in the middle to kind of make certain that nothing happens because before that wasn't happening is that people get hurt, people get in trouble and then fight. And then we, we lose, we all lose the bag. That's essentially what happened. And that is why that rule, why you see Dana White standing there, that's actually a legitimate rule. He has to be there. And that is why that rule essentially took place way back in the day. They know what it is. They know what they're doing. And straight up, just like if you miss weight, you get get a fine and you get like a portion taken off. Maybe it's not 20%. Maybe it's five. Maybe it's 5%. Maybe it's 10%. But it has to be something to, because here's the thing. What's what's better, right? Watching somebody push and then they break it up with it or this intense ass stare down where they're in their face. You feel the tension in the room and, and, and we're just hype. Oh, I can't wait to see it. What makes more, is it that or is it you pushed them? Because when you push them, we don't even really get a stare down. Yeah, and, and another thing too I want to add on to there before we move on to, to, to the next the next thing is mm-hmm. they're giving 10-8 rounds too easy. Kutalaba, did he dominate Jacob in that first round? Yeah, but there was no dam- damage done. He was just controlling him in a sense of with the takedowns and stuff like that. They cannot just be giving these 10-8s away like it's nothing, and it, look what it yeah. turned out to be a draw. Now we might have to see that fight one more time, which would be fine, but like 10-8s cannot be given as easily at that, as they're throwing it up. I think Jacob now, won that fight. He won the last two rounds. He did win the last two rounds. And, and I think this kind of goes into the 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 the, the, the argument that uh, Chachri was saying mm-hmm. last week with one championship, right? Yeah. If we look at the, the fight in totality, somebody like Chachri or one championship should say, well, look what you know, uh, the Hulk did, right? Took him down. He obviously hurt him with the with his elbows. Um, but the way I'm scoring fights is that I score at the end of each round. Mm-hmm. This guy had more rounds than that guy. He should have won the fight. But I yeah. knew that they gave him a 10-8. And, and I think just be that I mean, everyone kind of felt that they were going to give him a 10-8. And it was a very dominant round. Mm-hmm. Did he have him hurt at any point in time? No, he didn't. Those elbows look brutal. So I think a lot of people ended up giving him Tandy because of those elbows. But at the end of the day, I'm with you. I think, okay, okay, let me say it like this. It was at a point where there weren't enough 10-8s at all, mm-hmm. right? You'd have, to, you'd have to damn near kill somebody before they gave you a 10-8. We ha- th- that's why we need the universal rules of MMA. Everybody needs to have it. We need to understand what's going on so the judges know exactly what's happening. Because if we truly understand what's happening, then everybody will get a 10-8 round. It's everywhere and every state is different. So you go other places. But here's one thing. Vegas, Vegas, you're not supposed to fuck that up. They're, They're the fight capital of the world. They should be no better than that. And to be more consistent with those rules, especially in this sport, you got you got they got to be better. I hated that. Absolutely. I really, I really dislike that. Um, really fast. Um, speaking of this past event, what were your thoughts? Uh, anything else about uh, Culebra? Uh, Culebra uh, no, that's it. Nothing else on that card. That there were some some people had some good wins on there. There were some fun fights, but nothing nothing crazy. I want to shout out there. Oh, okay. All right. oh, yes, I do. 
There was a girl on that card. That I was fought. just that about to ask you. So I was about to go to random Marcos <laughs> and Luana Pinheiro. Okay. That was Luana Pinheiro's first fight in the UFC. And she is supposed to be an absolute killer. Was first she round, looked? four minutes. And she did. And she did. And she did look like. So four minutes, 15 seconds, the very first round. She ends up catching random Marcos with an up kick. It was right I mean, after random Mark. You, random oh, I'm sorry. Kick, yeah. Random Marcos caught her with an up kick. But right before that, she caught random Marcos with an eye poke. So mm-hmm. she poked Rand Marcos in the eye. Rand Marcos felt as a way about it. Comes back in there, gets taken down, catches her with a head with, with an up kick, bro. And the award goes to. And the award goes to you guys. Thought Alderman Sterling was acting. This was a leading actress in a fight film, right there. Winner, boom, boom, boom. She gets that. My God, she oversold that so bad. She literally got up, looked, and then just put her head down. It was it was clearly there, clearly there. Was that Random Marcos's mistake for throwing that up kick? One hundred percent. But for her to oversell that and then to have to get carried out by her trainer, why wouldn't she on a stretcher if it was that bad? Why was she on a stretcher? That's weird. I don't know. Like the that's watching crazy. her get carried out was so wild to watch. Like like a baby getting carried out. Let me ask you this: Did she just like? get tired and it was just like, you know what? I'm exhausted. Because she was throwing heavy strikes. She was throwing random markers around with her She was beating random. She was beating her ass. Was she tired? Was this a cop out because she was exhausted? Or was she just so, trying to get an easy win? Because that was weird to me, man. So, and I kind of so want to hear what I her guess I'm torn. Yeah, I do want to and uh, I guess I'm torn, right? Because I I never want to throw a fighter under the bus. Mm-hmm. You always want to say you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I guess I went back and I kind of felt like Paul Felder, right? After yeah. Paul Felder was like, what the hell? And then he was like, okay, okay. Like the way she's acting, maybe she's really is hurt, right? Yeah. And when you see it, and again, just like a car crash, oh, guys, I'm trying to really like try to give her, you know, her props, right? Yeah. So she sat there and she took a, a foot to the face. So who knows? Just the same way that Jakar Close was pushed and, and he ended up getting a concussion from it, right? Mm-hmm. He was thrown up the next day and it didn't seem that bad. Maybe it was a similar situation. It was a foot to the face and it's that quick head tilt going back. So maybe because she was winning and it's hard for me to sit there and want to say that somebody who is dominating a fight is going to do that. But it up, looks so Her bad. head got she up did. and then she, I don't know. I know. It's I hard. Dude, played, I'm trying, bro, but it's hard, bro. That, that role well, like that is very frustrating to see. And I'm just like, man, another another one of these? Like that's, that is so unbelievable to me. And she was like on the floor, like she couldn't get her head up. Come on, you are a... Uh. If you can get punched, <laughs> if you can get punched directly in the face hard, there's no reason why that kick should have taken you out of a fight. In my opinion, know. look at this. Let's let's, let's just watch it. Real, yeah, real go ahead and right. okay. one, one, one more, one more time for the one more time. Hold on, look at this. Bing. Okay, she goes down. Dog, she, she did that. Look at that. She's selling that. Look hey, at her hey, arm. Hey, hey, her hey, uh, run, run it back from the beginning. Let me see real quick. So for Hold the people. On. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. There we go. So ding. Look, she it has some force. To... <laughs> she, felt... <laughs> she was thinking about it. Oh, man. I'm thinking sure... about it. Look, I... <sighs> I'm trying to give it a... Okay. It, look, it does look suspect. But this is how you fix it. Run it back. Beat her up again. Actually finish her. If that does happen, this is all behind us. Nobody cares. 
Yeah. That's what she needs to do. So hopefully we get her back in there. But yeah, man, I I, I think that yo, Al Jermaine Sterling won the night in terms of uh in terms actor. of Twitter. Yeah, it was like best supporting actor award goes to like I loved it. It was great. I, I loved everything about it. Uh but um anything else about this car? Yeah, she she looked crazy on that one. Um I, real quick, I do want to give a shout out uh just because we were talking about it. Uh um Murab Dav- uh, Davishev oh, looked great against bro. Cody Stamen. Yes. Looked so good and he is a legitimate problem. Look, all those boys up there in New Jersey have been saying it for a long time. He looks good, man. Georgia has been coming with it with him and Giga. And also, yep. Sean Strickland looked good. Looking better and better every fight. Every fight. He looks solid out there, man. So, salute to him. Absolutely. I'm very excited for Merhab. I am too. I am too. All right. Um, so let's get into news. Let, let's go. Let's talk about, before we talk about Bellator, because there's a big Bellator card this weekend, and I want to talk about before we get up out of here. But, fight news. Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards supposed to happen this upcoming weekend. It is now moved. They push it back a month. UFC 263 will end up still being a five-rounder. It will be the co-main event of the Adesanya um, Vittori card. Bro, what's this, up? The UFC didn't confirm that. That was just news reporters confirming that, mm. that it got moved, but there's no confirmation from the UFC. Ooh. So don't be surprised if you see Leon Edwards have to take on Colby Covington. Just saying. Nate Diaz said he will not fight anybody else unless it's Leon Edwards. Understand that, but the UFC likes to move on with stuff like this. And they might move on Leon Edwards and Colby Covington because Leon's had too many mishappens with all these oh. getting canceled. So You feel bad be for him because it's like none of them are his fault. <laughs> none of them. And Kamar Usman said that he's not fighting Colby Covington. He does not deserve it. So Colby's got to fight somebody, right? Hey, and let's be honest. I'll be very honest with you. Kobe doesn't deserve it. <laughs> only one fight. He doesn't. Not only did he only win one fight, he beat a guy on a four-fight losing streak. I'm, I'm not impressed. I am not impressed. And this is a fight that I think, realistically, it should have been the matchup in the first place. It mm. should have been Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. So let's see what ends up happening. I, I can't wait because... Damn, I feel bad for Leon Edwards, bro. Damn. And Michael Kiev says, speak up. The champ is calling you out, and he has said nothing about this. Well, he's a, he kept on. After the, after the fight, he did say he should be the dark horse of the weight class. He did say that, and he did say that in his UFC roundup show that he ends up doing with uh, Paul Felder. So he went out there afterwards and said, hey, I'm the guy. He was like, he went through the list and he said, you look at everything in it. You look at all the guy. He was like, aside from Leon Edwards, I have the next longest winning streak in the weight class with four fights. I've never lost in this weight class. And aside from Wonder Boy, you've beat everybody but me. So he is starting to chirp a little bit. But to me, he's the dark horse of the weight class. Not saying he's going to win, but he's the dark horse. He's got to speak more. He got to speak up more. Right. Speak up, Michael Kiyos. And, ha- and he has a place. He, he, has, he has a platform to do so. Mm-hmm. He does. Use that platform. And I would love to see the matchup too. Because, but you know who he's been calling out though? Who? He's, he's been calling out Kobe every single oh, yeah, day. For That's sure. what he wants. That might be and another fight. If he, Kiesa gets Kobe, that to me, because this is what they should do. Real, realistically. Realistically, if they're going to do it, and we got to know we got to move on really quick. Let's. They should do Leon versus Usman, Kobe versus Chiesa. Do it on the same card. I I watch that. I like. I love those matchups. I love, love those matchups. Sean Shelby, <laughs> the, this dynamic duo is here I, for you. I just don't think there's any more after that. 
I think Usman will be retired by 2022. Just saying. I'm not mad at it. I hear you. It's All right. Not that many other people he has to beat or needs to beat. So seriously, he doesn't. He's cleaned it out unless he does. He wants mm-hmm. to do it. Pull uh, Demetrius Johnson. Um, real fast before we talk about Bellator, because Bellator is phenomenal. Um, John Jones, Francis Ngannou, Twitter beef. They've been going back and forth. And we'll keep it quick with this one. But I got to ask you this. With everything that has been going on with John Jones's um, his contract negotiations and everything, are you with everything he's also saying on Twitter? Are you starting to get the feeling that he maybe doesn't want this fight? I think if he didn't want the fight, he wouldn't be talking about it. So I think he's getting some kind of motivation, and that's what's making him speak a lot, beg me, motivate me, all this stuff. He's doing it on purpose to, to kind of hype himself up for these fights. Because remember, John Jones is always a guy to where. He'd go in that cage and he would he could take a guy down, elbow them and do whatever he wants. But he's like, you know what? I'm going to fight their style to see if I can beat them there because he knows how good he can. be. So I think he does want to fight. OK, OK. Well, all right. we'll see what happens. Um, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I'm leaning with you, but I don't know. All right. Let's talk about this. Bellator 258 is this weekend. Um, unfortunately, Romero is out, so we will not see him versus Rumble Johnson, but we will see Rumble Johnson versus Augusto, who is pretty good. But headlining that card, we have Juan Archuleta versus, um, um, versus uh, Sergio Pettis. How did I almost get this nigga's name wrong and we have the same name? <laughs> <laughs> so, Sergio Pettis. So, we have that one. Uh, yo, excitement in everything for this card that Bellator has coming up. Oh, I'm very excited. I think this is a great card. I think the title fight is going to be amazing. Sergio is getting a title shot in a different organization, and he's 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 a, he's a Pettis brother. So you know these guys can do different things in there. Archuleta is very very well rounded. Fights with TJ Dillashaw, trains with him. He's got good guys with him. But the most that I'm excited to see, and you're going to be surprised by it. No, you're not going to be surprised. Just kidding. I want to see Rumble in there, man. I want to see Rumble knock somebody out. I want to see him viciously take somebody out. I'm excited to see Rumble Johnson get back in there and do what do. What he does best and to set that up for a very fun, exciting next round against the likes of Ryan Bader. Straight up. Dude, I love it. And here's the thing. No, um, Vadim Nemkov. Excuse me. Vadim Nemkov. Yep. Vadim. So that's the thing. And, and I love that you said that. And like I said, that fight. Because at the end of the day, if he got past um, Yoel... Yeah. This would be the matchup anyways. So I'm not really mad at it. It would have been great to see it. And the cool thing about it is hopefully we end up getting that matchup later on this year. It could headline yeah. a card. It could really do the damn thing. I would love it. And real quick, man, give shout out to everybody who's watching us live. We got friends watching from Italy. Salute to y'all, man. Uh, let's say Sarvish Wasid, man. I'm sorry I messed up your name, but I appreciate you listening and checking hey, out the show. The guy. guru, B Cam, what it do? So I appreciate you guys for joining the show. Um, all right, brother, we're coming to a close. Anything else we want to get into about this card? Uh, shout out to Rufion. Rufion Stotts is on that card. I know Rufion you've got Stotts, him. Rufion Stotts, my guy. Uh, MVP, of course, excited to see him come back. He's always an exciting fighter. I, I think he has a pretty good fight in who he's fighting. He I think does. He's Derek, Derek Anderson. He's fighting Derek, Derek Anderson. Anderson. That's going to be a really good matchup. It's going to be and a great card. And we got Patricky Pitbull. And Patricky Pitbull, uh, the brother of Patricio fighting against Peter Quelly coming out of SGB over there in Ireland. He's been on a good streak. That's going to and be they got beef. And they got beef. So that's going to be fun to see all those cards all together. But we got some fights this weekend. PFL, of course, Verdum's coming back. Kayla Harrison's on a card. We got uh, Muhammad uh, Usman's on a card as well. We got a lot of good fights Thursday and Friday, guys. 
Uh, does the UFC have anything this Saturday? I think they're taking a Saturday off. No, yes, they do. They set her off. But we don't know. No, they, there's a, oh, there's a card. they do. But they have uh, real quick. I'm sorry. Know. It's uh, yeah, Michelle Watterson. Yeah, we don't even know if that's the main event. They haven't confirmed. They still haven't Crazy. confirmed that. So there's a card on Saturday too. A lot of good fights on there as well. Well, there it is, man. We'll check it out. Um, thank you guys for joining us today. This is another episode of the Dynamic Duo, Brothers in Combat. This is not your average MMA podcast. This is Serge Vicente from the Fight Podcast. Next to me is my brother from another Darnell Giovanni from Mystic Black. Love you guys. Darnell, what did you got to say to the people? Hey, appreciate you guys for watching, of course. We'll be back next week. More fight news, more fight talk. We always here. Love you guys. Peace.